Welcome. My name is Papa Corbaden, and this is the In Our Hands podcast. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. The moment the light shines in a part of your supply chain where really you have no control or no idea what you're doing, can see the problems around them and want to do something about about those problems. Actually, so you can, can have a different degrees of knowledge and ownership in network. The maximum People degree are happy to recycle is because at the end of the day, it doesn't make too much difference to put your waste in the bin or the other. Are, are people willing to consume significantly less meat? Is the fact that authenticity is key. And I agree entirely with that. That's actually a very, a very sophisticated Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> On this episode, I'll be talking Bitcoin to Giacomo Zucco. We'll be talking about what Bitcoin is, what blockchain technology does, and about Bitcoin's energy usage. Hope you enjoy. Appreciate it too. Very good questions. Well, thank you. And thank you for organizing this podcast. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Hey, Giacomo, thank you very much for taking some of your time out to join me having this conversation. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Could you start off by, first of all, trying to give us a brief format of who you are and what you do? Sure. So basically, my, uh, my education is in theoretical physics, but after the degree, I, uh, I, I worked for four years in a multinational consultancy company as a technology consultant in the, in the uh, field of payments. And uh, during these four years, uh, actually more around like 2000, uh, late 2011, early 2012, I started to uh, meet uh, Bitcoin popping out uh, all the time everywhere. When I say everywhere, I mean that uh, I was back then a political activist. I was like on national television in Italy fighting against uh, taxes and politicians. So I was a like uh, anti-big government uh, activist. And, uh, and I was a technology consultant in my company. And I also was uh, passionate about economics, uh, yeah. reading uh, by my own uh, stuff in economics. And and basically, Bitcoin was popping up in every single context of my life. Uh, in particular, uh, one of the political activism circles I was in that at this time was the uh, privacy advocates like uh, WikiLeaks, uh, uh, transparency advocates, Julian Assange, st- stuff like that. And Bitcoin started to pop up in that context very, very often. Then one other context I was in completely separate from the first one was the Austrian economics, uh, gold bugs, uh, anti-Federal Reserve kind of uh, circles. And uh, there was basically no overlap between these two, but Bitcoin started to pop up in the second circle again about the sound money and hard money and all this stuff. And then during my works in payment, people were starting to discuss uh, uh, new technology on uh, technology on payment, especially blockchain and Bitcoin. Maybe back then blockchain was not a word, but Bitcoin for sure. So basically, I've, I've seen Bitcoin popping up in every every part of my life. So in 2013, I quit my job as a consultant and I started to, for two years, I started to uh, take part to many uh, small and less small Bitcoin startups, uh, like the Bitcoin Wallet Green Address, uh, and a payment startups in Panama and the mining farmers, small mining farmers in Switzerland and, and other stuff. 
uh, around the world. In 2015, uh, I came back to Milan and uh, I decided to create my own research center. So it was a consultancy for profit and support of the development for non-profit. Recently, I moved my consultancy part out of Italy completely uh, because my clients are now uh, basically 100% Swiss in Switzerland because the regulatory framework is, uh, is easier than to do Bitcoin stuff. And the, the non-profit part would be uh, merged into this uh, The Bee Foundation initiative, which is uh, basically the same thing I, I did before, but with more people and possibly with more money involved. So that's where I am. Occasionally, I give uh, speeches uh, around uh, in during Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin conferences. I I write sometimes uh, articles. I, I tweet a lot, and uh, I I do some podcast and, and stuff like that. Could you try to define uh, in less than a minute blockchain? Sure. So blockchain is one of the uh, uh, techniques or technologies used by Bitcoin in order to work in particular is the the part of the Bitcoin technological staff that stack sorry that relates to uh, uh, avoiding double spending so is a system of proof of publication uh, that is needed in order to avoid the double spending of course it, it is used by Bitcoin or also by other Bitcoin clones like altcoins but the main goal is to uh, prove a publication of something in order to avoid the double spending of an asset. Uh, so the blockchain is not something that verifies uh, the property. We have uh, digital signatures for that. It's not something that verifies the issuance of an asset. We have proof of work for that. The blockchain is a, is a, is a tool, is a strategy, is a technique in order to verify the relative chronology Basically, the blockchain is a, a, a game theory tool that, uh, gets, uh, that gets all the actors of a Bitcoin-like system to agree uh, eventually uh, for economic incentives over a single, unique, consistent uh, chronology of uh, transactions. So it's like a giant clock, distributed clock. So in your... Uh, definition and please correct me if I got this wrong are you saying that uh, blockchain technology is mainly I mean like its original purpose was the distributed ledger for like cryptocurrency purposes or are the other uses of blockchain technology equally important uses of that technology like I'm hearing in the crypto space a lot of people are saying that blockchain technology was created for and by the cryptocurrency uses. So it's not just crypto. So, so crypto is the main use of blockchain, whereas people who are looking for uh, a way of having uh, an immutable record of data of some kind, saying that, hey, it's not just currency we can use this for, we can use it for other things. Well, where, where do you sit on that? So uh, first of all, we have to to be sure to agree on the definition. So let's first, in the first scenario, assume that the definition of blockchain is the proper one given by the guy who first used the term, actually the two terms, because it was blockchain, two words. 
initially, that is Satoshi Nakamoto. So the first guy to use that expression in, this, in that context was Satoshi Nakamoto, and the blockchain uh, devised by Satoshi Nakamoto uh, as uh, uh, the main goal to avoid double spending in Bitcoin without any kind of central server, because we already had some kind of cryptographic money experiment like eCash or uh, B-Money, uh, B-Gold, Ashcash, but uh, they all uh, relied on a central server to avoid the double spending. So uh, the blockchain was a strategy adopted by Nakamoto to avoid relying uh, over a, a single central server. It was called like, a, this, Satoshi defined it like a distributed timestamping service. It's not really a timestamping, the more precise uh, definition is proof of publication. That's a subtle difference that maybe I, I can explain later. So anyway, in, in this context, the only way that a blockchain can function, for example, you said immutability, but immutability can only be achieved uh, if uh, uh, no actor has incentives to, uh, to mutate the past. And so it can only be achieved with economic incentive especially the opportunity cost of the proof of work and the reward covering the opportunity cost of the fees and of the block reward. So basically the monetary part of Bitcoin is necessary for the blockchain to work, but also the other way around. Basically the cryptocurrency is the only case in which you, you really do need uh, an anti-double spending, uh, anti-double spending feature. Uh, if you just want to, uh, to, um, write stuff and to share stuff on a distributed network like BitTorrent, you don't need a blockchain. If you want to concatenate uh, uh, state changes like in Git, you don't need a blockchain. Uh, but if you do need anti-double spending, which is mostly something used for money, uh, in a completely uh, decentralized fashion, which is something mostly used by the central, completely decentralized money. So if you have any point of centralization, you probably should not use a blockchain at this point. Also because the blockchain comes with a lot of problems like uh, privacy restrictions and because everything is redundant everywhere and scalability restriction uh, for the same reason. So uh, in, this, in this definition of the term, blockchain is used by basically by digital decentralized censorship resistant monet, so basically in a word by Bitcoin uh, or its, clone, its, its clones. Uh, you can use actually, you can parasite the Bitcoin blockchain once you already have that in order to make some proof of existence of some data immutable and trustless forever. Uh, I mean forever, for as long as Bitcoin goes. So for example, you can use open 10 stamps uh, standard in order to keep your document you cannot put your document on the blockchain. That doesn't make any sense. That's super expensive and, and not private. But you put a proof of existence of your documents, like a timestamping, inside uh, the Bitcoin blockchain. But, so this is another legit use of the blockchain, in particular the, the Bitcoin one. Uh, it makes sense to do, that, to do this. But the problem is that uh, this is like a derivative use, a parasitary use from the original monetary use. Because without the monetary characteristics, there would be no incentives to uh, keep the blockchain immutable. The blockchain is immutable only because uh, uh, nodes and miners have economic incentives to not accept any kind of uh, mutation of the past history. They have economical incentives, monetary incentives to stay on the same consistent history. Uh, so if we use this definition of blockchain, yeah, blockchain mostly uh, is needed for Bitcoin. 
uh, while we can tweak the definition a lot. So there is some people using the word blockchain to just, uh, uh, to just mean digital signatures or to just mean distributed databases or to just mean uh, computers connected uh, like the internet. Uh, so it's okay to use this very, very loose definition, but we have to remember that if we use this second very, very loose definition, then every characteristic that we use to, uh, to associate with the first definition, like immutability or, uh, or novelty, like this is something new, disruptive, uh, it's not the case. If we, if we use blockchain to indicate just, uh, for example, an authority, a certificate authority scheme on the internet, uh, sure, if you want to call it blockchain, call it blockchain. But it's not new, it's not disruptive, it's something we are studying since, since more than 20, uh, 30 years, and uh, it's certainly uh, not something revolutionary, and it's not immutable, because without Bitcoin, it's not immutable. So if you want the, the typical features of the Bitcoin's blockchain, you are talking about the Bitcoin's blockchains, which main uh, purpose is to secure Bitcoin settlement. If you're talking about blockchain in a very, very loosey way, then, uh, I mean, at that point, you can say everything and it's contrary. Major respect and thanks again for the technical detail there. So I've got so many questions uh, for you, but I'm really conscious of time. So I'm going to ask you the one most important question, which if I didn't ask you, I'd really regret this whole thing. Okay. So sure. Here goes. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite drink? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, seriously. The biggest problem I have encountered in my field of striving to make a difference in the lives of homeless people uh, in the UK is identity. And I think I have a question to ask you about identity which could be the turning key, it could be the moment that I needed, um, which, uh, which then means that my solution to a lot of the problems of homelessness, instead of it being a regulatory thing or instead of it being a business and community thing, actually the real heart of it, I think, is a technological thing. Could blockchain technology help prove that you are you? Hmm. So uh, my, my first answer would be no, uh, unless you, uh, with blockchain technology, you, you, unless you use a very loose definition in which you mean uh, digital signatures. So uh, you can prove identity with digital signatures, but there is not a blockchain involved directly. They are, they are in a way simpler uh, systems and older systems like uh, PGP, uh, Web of Trust, uh, uh, so this stuff are very nerdy. Uh, homeless people cannot easily use that stuff because they are super nerdy. But a good user experience around this kind of things could be used to prove identity. But what I would, my second answer would be that actually Bitcoin is interesting because it's a way to uh, not to. I mean, it's not that Bitcoin has uh, technologies like blockchain that can help you to prove identity. But Bitcoin, thanks also to the blockchain can uh, make you uh, able to uh, transact money and so to take control of your life and contracts and interactions and, and, and jobs without the need of identity. 
So right now, if you are, for example, an homeless person without a state certified identity, you cannot for sure open a bank account. So you depend on cash, which is also, if you don't have a home, securing cash from theft and from blackmail or assault and extortion is very, very difficult. So you rely on cash, which is difficult to secure. Uh, you cannot open PayPal because they will ask for your identity. You cannot open a bank account because they will ask for your identity. So you cannot, uh, let's assume that you are maybe homeless, but you can somehow uh, provide some kind of good or service to, uh, to, to some people uh, distant from you. First thing that you need is, is an internet access. But when you, once you have an internet access, you could probably, you have, a, you have such a big market to interact with that probably you could find something to, to do in order to, to get paid. But you cannot because uh, all the financial systems that we use in the digital realm require identity. Bitcoin is a, uh, one financial, is one uh, of, uh, of these financial systems and payment system that doesn't require identity. So the, the great thing of the blockchain is to get rid of the need of identity. Why do we need identity in payments? Mostly because these payments are, uh, are not finalized so uh, in order to uh, be sure that you are not double spending, uh, you are not or you are not uh, stealing the, the identity of something else, someone else, uh, this, uh, this central entity, they, makes, they make transactions uh, mutable. And so since the transactions are mutable, you can basically, you can discard your transaction, you can deny it and they have to refund you. But if they have to refund you, they, they have to be sure of who are you because they, they, are, they are running a risk of, uh, of uh, chargeback and refund requests. So it, since chargebacks are a cost and a risk, they are charging you a lot of money and they are requiring your identity. Also, the government is pushing financial institutions to require identity in order to prevent what they call money laundering, which is basically to do what the hell you want with your money without uh, giving part of your money to, to politicians. So. Uh, there are a lot of reasons in which Bitcoin is, is and blockchain are interesting to avoid uh, the necessity of identity altogether. First of all, I just want to say, you can't hear me because I muted the microphone. I'm literally patting myself on the back because on your first <laughs> answer, when you mentioned uh, that you'd be able to prove your identity with a series of digital signatures, that's what I had in my notes. So I was pretty proud of myself that... His answer, I said, I'm guessing the answer will include digital signatures. Sure. Very proud. Uh, very, very much so and, and very and much less blockchain. So some blockchain thing could be used together with digital signature, but it's not really relevant. The difficult part is digital signature. And it's not that there is no job to do, like uh, digital signatures has a lot of job to do in order to, to improve a user experience. If you ever try to use a PGP, uh, you know that it's like, something no normal people would ever use in, our, in everyday life. So we need a, you need, a, in order to have a digital identity, permissionless identity, you need a simpler but secure system of digital signatures, correct? Unbelievable. And that brings me on to your second part of your answer, which, listen, Giacomo, like the idea that someone could live in uh, a society without the need for an identity is in a way um, liberating and in a way scary. Hmm. 
And I'll just give you the reason why. I mean, I'm imagining, so again, some of the people that I met on my journeys and my travels in my work, um, some of them are in real need, you know? And uh, let's take the scenario of uh, a man who's living under the bridge outside uh, Northwest London uh, train station. Um, he was in serious need of financial support from uh, passers-by, from the state. Uh, he was in a court case with the state to um, sue them for um, like an incorrect eviction. Um, meanwhile, the court case kept getting kicked down the road, like, you know, they weren't really interested. Uh, and so he just kept being homeless for a long time. How do you earn money if Bitcoin hasn't mainstreamed enough, if you want to get a job in a restaurant, but you say, hey, hey, hey I want to work here, but just pay me in Bitcoin. And they're like, uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. Like, you know, I, I'm thinking about the practicality of it. I think it, the potential is, obviously, undoubtedly the potential is there. But I'm thinking, is there is there a route down there? Is there a way? Is there a way that we can, or I could help people to try and embrace this kind of digital nomad life? Uh, I think that there are two categories of uh, economical interactions. The one in which you do need reputation. For example, in order to hire you in a restaurant, I, I'm taking a risk that you will not behave accordingly to my needs or expectations. So I may need your uh, reputation. The interesting thing about reputation is that you don't really need an identity to prove reputation. If you have a digital signature system, but whatever, let's assume that for, for a moment, let's assume that we are just now using a centralized service like uh, TripAdvisor. And uh, you just use the, the internal management system of TripAdvisor. And in a, when you're checking a restaurant, you don't need to know the identity of the restaurant. You just need the, the, the identity of the guy who is running the restaurant. You just need the previous uh, feedbacks from trusted users uh, without similar attacks and other kind of uh, fallacies, uh, that uh, the service you're going to get is good. So in a way, uh, the, the system that, you, that we were discussing about could be used to build a reputation. But there are, uh, and which is very difficult to do because uh, there are a lot of challenges in a reputation system. Sustainability. Which side do you care about? And I think I can hear which side you're leaning on uh, because... A lot of people say stuff about the environmental usage of um, Bitcoin's energy requirement because of the um, proof of work uh, algorithm becoming more difficult, using more energy and blah, 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 blah. But a lot of people are saying that Bitcoin's actually going to do some social good by the disruption and change that it's bringing. So I kind of wanted to ask which issue burns in your heart most, the uh, environmental one or, or and even if you recognize it as important or the uh, social uh, development social impact one i think it's kind of obvious which side you're on but it, it would be interesting to hear a response to that so of course my i mean of course i'm more focused on the social and economical benefits of financial inclusions and and uh, liberation economical liberation economical privacy and, uh, and freedom of interaction and exchange which will also enrich and help a lot of people uh, out of uh, out of poverty uh, so that's the, the the main focus for me and and i don't uh, i think that this over 
compensate for the energy problem. And I also, as you say, think that that's not, I mean, I don't want to say that's not a problem, but it's not a problem as much as, as it gets depicted. What I mean is that in order to create something like Bitcoin, a sound uh, money in order to help people to save wealth and to exchange wealth, which is a social good, in order to create that, right now, we have a giant in financial infrastructure creating a lot of problems, but also consuming a lot of energy. The energy consumed right now by the social protocol of central banks and commercial banks and payment systems is non-trivial and probably bigger than the amount of power consumed by, by Bitcoin hashing for now. Eventually, uh, this is an argument that, that only stands in the short term, but not in the long term. But still, Bitcoin, if you think about it, is uh, uh, Bitcoin energy consumption so far is uh, one order of magnitude less than gold extraction energy cost, uh, which was something that, uh, uh, I mean, gold was a form of uh, hard and, uh, and free, uh, meaning uh, free as in freedom, uh, money. Uh, for many millenniums and uh, the cost of extracting gold for the purpose of monetary uses was uh, and is way more than the cost of Bitcoin. So it's not, it's not a problem, but you cannot have free lunch. There, there, there are no free lunches. When you want a tool, you need to spend energy for that tool. So the energy Bitcoin is not wasted, but it, it is used in order to provide some social goods. So it's an investment. It's not a waste. Uh, of course, it will it will be a waste if there was a trivial alternative. But I, I don't think there is a trivial alternative to that. Uh, sh surely not proof of stake uh, stuff like that. So there is another another thing, which is the miners are actually not interested in consuming energy. They are interested in saving energy. The goal for a miner is to do as many ash uh, for a second as it can with the less energy consumption that it can because it will save money if it saves energy. So miners are actually uh, going uh, uh, all that way in order to improve efficiency of the ASICs, of the chips, of the tools, of the mining farms, of the uh, lo geographical location. They are mostly going to leverage huge uh, energy misallocation like when Chinese government builds more hydroelectric plants that, it, that will ever be needed by the economy, miners go there and basically leverage that, uh, that asymmetry, uh, lowering that asymmetry in the same time. So the miner, is, uh, the miner objective is to save energy uh, the, the most he can. That means that he will do some kind of innovation, uh, energy saving innovation. And this energy saving innovation will also have a waterfall effect on other sectors where the energy request is fixed, unlike Bitcoin, where it's always growing. And if the energy request is fixed, then the, the innovation that miners can uh, incentivize in Bitcoin can be used outside Bitcoin to save energy uh, somewhere else. So the, the, the Bitcoin and energy question is not trivial. And I think that many people is commenting it, commenting on it without really uh, thinking it through because there are a lot of non-trivial and counterintuitive aspects of this, of this issue. In the next episode, I continue to talk Bitcoin with Giacomo Zucco, talking about what might replace Bitcoin in the future and whether money is actually a tool for interdependence. I hope you'll join us.
this has been an absolutely interesting and useful conversation for me. So I really appreciate your time. Thanks, man. It's a, it's a pleasure, honestly. Very interesting conversation. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Take care. Bye. See you guys. Have a lovely Thank day. Bye. 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 Bye.